Kathy Davidson, and I would like you to join me as I minister the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus, which is the power of God. Let's open with prayer. My Heavenly Father, grace, I thank you for your grace that you open our ears that we can hear, that you open our eyes that we can see, that you open our hearts like you did for Lydia, that we can attend unto the things which are spoken. Turn us from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto you. And Father, I ask for a spirit of grace on this message, and I ask it in Jesus' name, amen. I'm gonna open with a testimony. Back in 1983, I had just been transferred to Fort Worth. And I had begun to attend Bob Nichols Church. And while we were worshiping, and one of those first Sundays I was there, the Spirit of God came up in my heart and he spoke to me in a way that I'd never heard before. And he said, Kathy, if you will give $40 in today's offering, I will double your salary. I had to think for a minute. What had just transpired was I was just hired at a private Christian school in North Fort Worth as a assistant to the high school teacher. I had been a teacher in Ohio, but with transferring to Texas, I did not have my certification, so I couldn't go back to teaching in that way. And as I sat there and thought about it, you know, I only had $70 in my account, and that $40 was my grocery money. But I considered it. I said, what if this is the voice of God? What if God is really talking to me in this manner? And I thought, you know what? I'm going to take the chance. And I wrote the check for $40, and I put it in the offering. Now, this is back in 1983. The next day, I went to that new job. We were getting ready to open up for the school year. It was the end of summer. And I walked in, and the principal caught me, and she said, I'd like to see you in my office with the pastor. And so I walked into the office with her. And we sat down with the pastor and they began to talk. They said, Kathy, you are an elementary school teacher and you have skills that some of our teachers don't have. So we would like to take you from being the high school assistant and make you the kindergarten teacher. I said, that would be wonderful. And then they made this wonderful statement. They said, and we'll double your salary. Within 24 hours, God had done what he spoke to me during the worship at Bob Nichols Church. That was the beginning of my walking in the Spirit. That was the very beginning of learning how to hear the voice of God. And not only learning how to hear the voice of God, but to walk in the power of the kingdom of God. Do you know that God wants that for you? Do you know he wants that for every person? And do you know that he has in the word the way to get there? In fact, the way to get there is pretty simple. And it was given. The directions to get there were given in the very first message that Jesus preached. Did you know that? We're going to take a look at that this morning. I want everyone to have what I have, a relationship with the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and a relationship with his son, Jesus. 
and walking in the power of the Spirit and watching God do miracle after miracle in my life and others through my, my ministry. I want that for every person. So we're going to take a look at that message, that very first message that Jesus preached, because in it is the way to walk in the Spirit. I would like you to go to Mark 1, verse 14 and 15. Now, I want to set it up here. Jesus had just spent 40 days in the wilderness. If you read in Luke 4, he was full of the Holy Ghost when he went in. He spent 40 days tempted of the devil. And at the end of those 40 days, he came out. But not only was he full of the Holy Ghost when he came out, he came out in the power of the Holy Ghost. The power of the Holy Ghost. Read it. Big difference. And so now he's getting ready to preach his first message. And we're going to take a look. Mark 1:14. Now, after that, John was put in prison. Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. Notice what Jesus preached. It said he came into Galilee preaching the gospel. Preaching the gospel. Jesus preached the gospel. And you will find out Paul preached the gospel. Peter preached the gospel. All the apostles, they preached the gospel of the kingdom of God. Now next verse. And saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent you and believe the gospel. In that one sentence, Jesus lays out everything we need to walk in his power, to walk with the miracles, to walk to hear. All it is in this one sentence. So we're going to take a closer look at this sentence. It says, and Jesus saying, the time is fulfilled. The time has come. The time has come. Jesus was born of a virgin. He walked for 30 years, never did a miracle. Now, he said, the time is fulfilled. Here it is. And the kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God, he said, is at hand. It's here. It's ready. But what is that kingdom of God? What is Jesus talking about when he says the kingdom of God is at hand? Well, I want us to go to 1 Corinthians 4 because one of the aspects of this kingdom of God is in 1 Corinthians 4. And it's Paul preaching, Paul speaking to the Corinthians, verse 16. He says, Wherefore I beseech you, be you followers of me. For this cause have I sent unto you Timotheus, who is my beloved son and faithful in the Lord, who shall bring into your remembrance of my ways, which be in Christ, as I teach everywhere and in every church. Now, verse 18, some are puffed up as though I would not come to you. Verse 19, listen to this. He says, but I will come to you shortly. This is the Apostle Paul. If the Lord will and will know and will know not the speech of them that are puffed up, but the power, but the power. Not the speech, not the words, but the power. Verse 20. For the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. The kingdom of God is not in word, it's in power. It's in power. The kingdom of God isn't in pretty words. 
It's in power. It is in power. That word power means dunamis. It means the miraculous power of God. The kingdom of God is power. It's in power. There is the power that heals. It's in the kingdom of God. There is the power to be prosperous. It's in the kingdom of God. Paul says it right here. It's not just in words. Oh, you can have beautiful messages. You can have flowery sermons. But there has to be power. It's not the kingdom of God unless there's power. You say, how can that be? Do you know that a message from the Holy Ghost, given by the Spirit, given through Jesus, has power to it? I'll show you. I want you to go with me to Luke 24. There's a verse here at the end. Jesus has been resurrected from the dead. And he is walking along the road and he picks up two men and they start talking. And Jesus expounds to them, opens up to them the scriptures about why he had to go to the cross and about his resurrection. When he's finished, he leaves. And they make an interesting comment here. It's in Luke 24, verse 32. And they said one to another, one to another. This is after they spent the afternoon talking to Jesus. Did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us by the way and while he opened to us the scriptures? Their hearts burned while Jesus talked. There's the power in the word. Those are the messages we pray for. Those are the messages that we go to God for. The messages with power. With power. Amen? And you will see when you have that power of the kingdom of God, while you are speaking, devils will come screaming out. People will be healed. New life, born again, baptized in the Holy Ghost, all in the power that's in the kingdom of God. Remember, the kingdom of God is with power. Now, we want that power. We want to walk in that power. We want that close relationship with God so the power works. Let's go back, Mark 1, and we're going to find out how to get there. Verse 15 again, Mark 1, and saying, the time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. The power is here. He's telling them, the power is here. Now, to get that power, what do you do? Jesus speaking, the kingdom of God is here. And now he's going to tell us in Mark 1, in his very first message, how to walk in that power, how to get that power. In the next two phrases, repent you, repent you, repent now, that word repent is different than what we heard growing up. If you look at that word, if you look it up in a concordance, you will find that that word repent means to change your mind. To change your mind. To stop thinking this way and to think another way. That is what this word repent means. To stop thinking this way. And to believe this way, to think this way, to change your will to this way. That is what that repent means. 
Oh, the mercy and the graciousness of God. Do you know that the love of God, that it's, it's his graciousness that leads us to repentance? It's his goodness that leads us to repentance. And this repent just means change your mind. Change the way you think and think this way. So now we have the kingdom of God is at hand. The power is here. How do we get it? How do we walk in that power? How do we walk with God in the spirit? He says, repent you. Stop thinking this way. Stop thinking this way. Stop putting your trust in this and put it in another place. Think another way. And what is the other way we need to think? The next phrase. It says, and believe the gospel. Believe the gospel. Believe the gospel. Oh, these profound words that Jesus said. The power is here. This is how you get it. Change the way you're thinking from here and believe the gospel. That word believe means to trust in. To believe means to trust in. To adhere to. To commit to. Oh, I used to think that believe was such a hard word, that it was out of my grasp, that that in faith was something I could not do, and that is not the word of God. Do you know that faith is a gift? Do you know that it says by grace we are saved through faith, and that faith is a gift of God? Oh, the love of God. He knows what we're like. He knows what he has to give us the faith because we don't have it. And he does. He does. So now Jesus says, believe, trust in, adhere to. And I love the word commit to the gospel. The gospel. Commit to the gospel. Now, what is the gospel? That seems to be the key word here. If I want the power of God in my life, then I have to change the way I'm thinking, and I have to believe the gospel. But you know what? I was born again. I was baptized in the Holy Ghost. I spoke in tongues. And someone one day asked me the question, what is the gospel? What is the gospel? And you know what? I didn't know. I didn't know what the gospel was. We think that the books of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are the gospel because we call them the gospels. The gospel of Matthew, the gospel of Mark, the gospel of Luke, the gospel of John. Do you know what? The gospel's in them, but they are not the gospel. Those four books in the New Testament are not the gospel. The gospel is in them but they are not the gospel. I found out through the mercy and grace of God that the absolute bona fide definition of the gospel is in the very word itself. You will find, when you walk with God, you will find this truth that all your answers to all your questions about God and about walking with him is in this Bible. It is in here. But God has to open your eyes to it, and he will. 
He wants to. All you have to do is ask. Now, we're going to go to the bona fide definition of the gospel, as I call it. The absolute definition God gave. So the next time you're wondering what the gospel is, or somebody asks you, what is the gospel? You're going to have the answer, and it's right out of the very word of God. Go with me to 1 Corinthians 15, verse 1. This is Paul speaking. First four verses are the definition of the gospel. And you will see that. First one, moreover, brethren, Paul speaking, I declare unto you the gospel, which I preached unto you, which also you have received, and wherein you stand. Look at that. Paul said, I declare unto you the gospel. So now we know that in these scriptures is going to be the gospel, which I preached unto you. Do you see that? Paul preached the gospel. We know that Jesus preached the gospel. It says that in Mark 1.14. He came into the land preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. And now here Paul's preaching it. So what did they preach? What did they preach? Verse 2. By which also you are saved. We are saved by this gospel. If you keep in memory what I preached unto you. Unless you have believed in vain. Whoa. Did you know you could believe in vain? Now verse 3. For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received. I delivered unto you first of all that which I received. Remember he received the gospel. What is the gospel? It's these next phrases. How? That Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. And that he was buried. And that he rose again the third day According to the scriptures, there, there is your bona fide definition of the gospel. Let me read it again and put it in your ears because this is the gospel. This is what Jesus said. We need it to believe. This is what Paul says. The apostle Paul says we need to believe. You will find this is what Peter says we need to believe. This is what we need to believe. Verse 3, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. That is what Jesus wants us to believe. Let's go back to Mark 1, 14. Mark 1, 14 and 15. Now, after John was put in prison, Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel. Preaching the gospel. Well, we just found out what the gospel is. That Jesus died according to the scriptures. That he was buried. That he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. 1 Corinthians 15, 3 and 4. That's what the gospel is. Now we see that Jesus was preaching the gospel. Jesus preached the death, burial, and resurrection of himself. Yes, he did. Now it says, verse 15, the time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. We know that's the power. We saw it. That's the power of God. Power of God is here. How do we get it? The power of God is here. Jesus brought it. Jesus paid 
for it. He paid for it for every one of us on the cross. So the power is here, but how do we get it? We stop believing, we stop believing one way, and we believe the gospel. We believe the gospel. We don't believe over here. You know it says we believe the gospel? You know it doesn't say we believe the Ten Commandments? You know Jesus didn't say to believe the Ten Commandments? You know Jesus didn't say to believe Moses and all those works? What did Jesus say? He said believe the gospel. He said believe the gospel. He didn't say to, to, to put our trust in Moses. He didn't say to put our trust in the Ten Commandments. He didn't say to put our trust in all the other things in the Bible. What did he say? He said, put your trust in. Put your faith in. Believe. The gospel. The gospel. That's, he said, where the power is. It's in the gospel. And what is the gospel? Again, that Jesus died, that he was buried that he rose again the third day. That is our gospel. That is what we believe. And when we believe that, that's when the power comes. Jesus said the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent you. Stop believing these things and believe the gospel. Change your mind change your will, and believe, trust in, adhere to the gospel. Why? It's the gospel that bought your forgiveness. It's the gospel that bought your salvation. It's the gospel that bought your eternity. It's the gospel that bought your prosperity. It's the gospel that brought your healing. It's the gospel that brought your security, your safety, your peace. It was all paid for through the gospel, through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. Do you want it? Because it's there for you to take. It has been laid out for 2,000 years, and it is free. But Jesus said, if you want it, to even see the kingdom of God, you have to be born again. And born again is not hard. Oh, thank God he made it easy with the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. How are you born again? Pray this prayer after me, and you will be born again. The word promises that, and the gospel, the kingdom of God, will be open to you. You will be able to see it. Father. In Jesus' name, Jesus, come into my life. Be Lord of my life. Come into my heart. Lead me. Guide me. Fix me. And I ask this in your name, Jesus. That's all it takes, friends. That's all it takes. He is always, always open and ready to hear that prayer. Amen. He is always and open and ready 
to hear that prayer and you will begin to see and to walk in the kingdom of God. Let's finish with a beautiful song by Terry and the Browns at Calvary.
Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the ministers of music from Water of Life Church. She would like to hear from you. You may reach her by email at kd at kdwol.com. That's kd at kdwol.com. Or you can write her at Kathy Davidson, Post Office Box, 94 1925, Plano, Texas, 75094. You can also find her on the internet at her website, kdwol.com, and on Facebook and also YouTube. Until next time, God bless.